Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the WMA podcast. My name is Abby Cormier, and I will be your host for today's episode. Joining us today is David Wakefield, who's a former wealth management financial planning student from Michigan State University's first class of the program. David works in estate planning for Wakefield Law in Troy, Michigan. David recently graduated from Wayne State University's law school with his JD and is waiting to hear back on his bar exam results. Today's episode, we discussed his journey into his career in estate planning, how his JD aids him in his career, and how to gain the trust of senior leaders, as well as just overall advice for young individuals entering the industry, and so much more. Stay tuned. everyone and welcome back to the WMA podcast. My name is Abby Cormier and today we have joining us David Wakefield. So David is a former financial planning wealth management student from the Michigan State program and he went back to school recently to get his JD. So welcome David. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Awesome. So let's get started with the segment. So starting off David can you tell us a little bit just about yourself and your journey into your career today? Sure. So um, you talked about it, but uh, I was in the Michigan State Wealth Management Program back in, uh, I graduated in 2019. Um, at the time at Michigan State, I was a financial, or I was a, a finance major, and the pro- Wealth Man- Management Program started my senior year. So my junior year, I got an email from Professor Steve Schistel, who I didn't know at the time, but was going to be super important in my career. And... Uh, during that meeting, he talked about this wealth management program, which had a bunch of different classes that I, that I was interested in, including um, investment, um, estate planning, which is what I ended up doing, um, uh, risk management. But my senior year, I joined that program and graduated. And uh, my senior year, I had to make a decision on whether I wanted to become a financial planner and get my CFP, which a bunch of my peers did or if I wanted to go to law school and go into estate planning. And as you said, I uh, ended up going to law school. I went to Wayne State down in Detroit, and I just graduated back in May, took the bar exam in July, and I'm waiting to get my results back, but I am working at an estate planning law firm where we specialize in wills, trusts, and we deal basically with wealth transfer from uh, one generation to the next. So Hopefully this month I'll get my results and become an estate planning attorney. Um, That's so exciting. Best of luck to you on those results. I know that you talked a little bit about either doing a CFP or going to law school. How do you think it makes you different among your peers, the fact that you went to law school and now you're a JD? Sure. So um, in financial planning, it's great because you get a bunch of different people that have a bunch of different specialties. So when I decided I wanted to go in, into estate planning, it's it's the estate planning is basically preparation of wills, trusts, business succession documents, and you need a law degree to do that. So I work pretty much every single day, me and my firm, we work with financial planners all the time because um, estate planning is an aspect of a financial plan. And I'm sure you've seen it in your classes. Um, we see it every day and in the in our business but uh, a lot of financial planners will be like okay I want to set up my client with um, investment advice tax advice insurance 
and an estate plan. And some people can do pretty much all of that. Some people want to just, some people just want to do the investment. Some people just want to do the insurance. But for me, I decided I want to just do the wills and trust. So I don't give anyone any financial advice, even though I have knowledge about it. I can talk about it. I'm not licensed to give financial advice. I'm Hopefully here in a couple of weeks, I'll be only licensed to give legal advice and draft documents. So um, in the financial planning industry, it's when you have a client, it's a very team-based approach and you kind of like bring in all these different people. So it's like, like typically the financial planner is kind of like the quarterback. And I'm sure you've heard that metaphor before, but they'll bring in someone like me to like draft the client's trust. They'll bring in someone maybe who specializes in insurance. For that aspect, maybe they have an accountant that helps with their taxes, but that's what uh, sets me apart is I am just the estate planning guy and that's what I want to be. I don't ever, although I love the investment stuff, I don't ever want to give that advice because I'm, that is just not what I do anymore, but um, it's been, it's super helpful to have that experience and I'm so thankful for the Michigan State program because it has taught me that background. I can answer questions about it, but uh, pawn it off to someone like you or like one of your colleagues. Really great to hear. Do you think there was a specific point when you decided that you wanted to do estate planning or what drew you to the career? Sure, so um, uh, that was a definitely a decision that took me a lot of time. And I actually remember uh, being in the uh, Michigan State Library with a couple of my uh, friends that were in the wealth management program and sitting in one of our, those study rooms I'm just trying to figure out our lives. And uh, some of those friends that I'm thinking back now, like some of them now are financial planners at smaller firms. One guy is uh, doing like real estate and all these guys do great things. But um, I like given my situation, um, I have family that do estate planning. Um, it just made sense for me. Um, if anyone that is listening to this is interested in it, I would be happy to talk to them about it. But Estate planning is it's difficult to get into because you have to go to law school and law school is not fun. I don't want to sugarcoat it. It's you're doing, you're reading like 90% of the day, every single day. But anyways, it was definitely worth it. And I'm super excited, but just given my, my experience and the opportunity I have in front of me, it just made sense for me to go to law school. And I haven't looked back since I'm extremely thankful that I did it and I don't regret it at all. Do you think there's been certain people or mentors that have helped you along this journey of your life? Sure, absolutely. And uh, I wouldn't be where I am now without the mentors that I have. And that's actually some advice that I would love to share with you and like with people in your situation is um, all the folks that have just helped me along the way. I literally don't know if I would even be in law school if it weren't for them. So shout out to Professor Schiestel for helping me like I told you before, but he helped write a, uh, write a letter of recommendation for me to get into law school, which was fantastic. He even showed me the letter. Mm -hmm. uh, typically, you just send it to the law school, but he wrote like this super nice letter and showed me, and uh, that was awesome. He's a great guy, so shout out to him. But uh, also, other financial planners I, I talk to a whole lot. Um, uh, some of my buddies are financial planners right now, and I talk to them about their firm and their culture, and that kind of helped me make that decision. And then um, as I was in school, I, I went to some events and stuff 
stuff and gained a lot of mentors from going to these different events. And I had one um, estate planning attorney who I met that she, I sent her a copy of my resume and she distributed it to a bunch of people that she knew, like all these, you can, you can't meet enough people and almost everyone when you get into this financial planning or estate planning or tax or whatever you end up doing, they want to help you because it's really a small industry once you get into it. And like, for example, I'm in the Troy area. So everyone in this Troy area is like in this little square mile and everyone kind of knows each other, but everyone wants to help you. And they just want to see you succeed because at the end of the day, we're just, we're all just trying to help our clients out. And it's not like, it's competitive in terms of, okay, you want to be good at what you do, but you're not competing for, um, like my investments aren't competing with your investments. We want all of our investments to do good or my estate plans. I want my estate plan to be good. The guy down the street wants his estate plan to be good. And like we bounce ideas off of each other. So um, everyone that you meet will probably give you good advice and just help you out. It's, I can't imagine where I've been without all these mentors. Awesome. That's really great to hear. And I'm sure our listeners can agree. We have gone through a few different like mentorship and just programs like that to try and get these mentors. So I agree, they're very, very important to us and just our development. As a young person starting off in a career, how have you gained trust of, I know you work directly with advisors, just gaining the trust of people higher up than you in this profession? So gaining trust is probably one of the most difficult things like as a young advisor, I've seen it. I've had a couple of internships in financial planning companies. Um, I'm working full-time now and I'm dealing with clients all the time, but um, number one is just being honest. Um, that's probably the most difficult thing to do and the hardest thing to get used to, but especially in my practice where estate planning, I'm dealing with a lot of situations that are really, really difficult for folks. Like we get people passing away and um, people getting sick or becoming incapacitated. And sometimes you don't know how to talk to people because you wanna just, as a human, you just wanna give good advice, you wanna give good news, but as an advisor, it's our duty to tell people how it is. So being completely honest, um, is probably the most important thing. Um, that's something that my mentors have really um, developed me in, in that way. And they're like, like, hey, like this client has this situation going on. This is not the best situation, but you need to tell them exactly what's going on. But you can tell them in a way that you explain the pros, the cons, you can give them the tools to, okay, like this is what you need to do to solve this issue. And that's how you develop that trust and the communication with the clients is just really being upfront and essentially like not sugarcoating things, which is difficult in the beginning because you want to give people good news and it's almost kind of awkward being like, hey, like here's this issue you have going on. Like, I'm sorry, you may have not known about this before. It might be expensive, might cost you a lot of money, or maybe it's going to be a huge headache for you to deal with later down the road but it's telling people, okay, this is how you're gonna solve it. This is what I would do in your situation. And basically just like acting in their best interests. So um, honesty is probably the number one thing. And then um, number two is uh, 
like we're fiduciaries. I'm sure you've heard that term before is, but basically um, as a fiduciary, you have a duty to act in your client's best interest, which is kind of what I touched upon just now. But uh, um, as a fiduciary, something I've learned and if I'm trying to get better at it as I become older and get more into my career is you have to really listen to your client, but then you have to know when to ask the good follow-up questions. So um, I have a quick little story. Um, when I was uh, in law school, I was volunteering for, uh, they have these like uh, programs that you do in law school where you work under a supervising attorney for like a public aid, like legal aid um, program. I'm not sure what you call it, but essentially you have this attorney that supervises you and you can, under Michigan law, you can actually act and give people legal advice, which is great. So I had my own set of clients for a semester. And I had a client that um, had this bill from a government agency and they wanted to fight it. And they're like, hey, this is unfair. I don't know what's going on. Like, here's this huge bill. And it's, it's a little bit different than you, what you might see in financial planning. But um, the whole point is at first, I didn't really ask any questions. I was like, okay, we're going to fight it. Like, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And then as the semester went along and like more time developed with the client, I started asking more questions. I was like, okay, well, like, where did this come from? What happened? And it ended up like being this client um, inherited a sum of money and never paid taxes on it. So I was like, okay, so that changes the whole situation. Like you have to pay your taxes, you know, that's what we do. Um, and, but this moral of the story is I didn't ask enough questions in the beginning. I didn't have those difficult conversations with my client. I didn't know what the real issue was until way later down the road. And I just wasted all this time, all this effort. So really like asking good questions, acting in their best interests and being honest and having those difficult conversations is probably most important. Awesome. No, I think that's a great story and a good personal anecdote to add in just about how that affected you and your career today. Going forward, what has helped you as far as resources? Have there been books, podcasts? What do you do on your free time outside of work to get improve your career? So podcasts have been great. Like things like this. Um, if I was a student, I would definitely be checking into podcasts. And especially as a student, um, listening to stuff like this and figuring out what you want to do. Because there's like a million different things you can do in the financial planning industry. Like you can go into like a big firm, like a big accounting firm, you can do like tax, audit, financial planning, like some of the accounting firms have everything, consulting. You can get your JD and do stuff like me, being an estate planning lawyer. Um, also, there's a bunch of other lawyers that are involved in financial planning. Like you can have like an, a tax attorney. You can have someone who specializes in mergers and acquisitions, which is really interesting. Um, real estate, um, but just learning, like listen to podcasts, first of all, learning what you want to do and trying to get experience in what you want to do because you want to spend the rest of your life being like, oh, I should have done something else. But other than that, I really try to stay up to date with uh, listening to what's going on as a financial advisor and as someone who's going to be sitting in front of clients. One of the most challenging but most fun parts of our job is you never know what your client's going to say or what they're going to bring up. So honestly, just being it, um, informed about what's going on in the world is super important. I started listening to 
I listen to like the Economist every single day. I listen to NPR. I try to get a little bit of everything. So if someone comes into my office and brings up something going on, I can be able to have a conversation about it. Not that it's like I'm giving any advice about it, but you just want to be aware. Um, in terms of uh, like learning for your career, my situation is a little bit different different than most of the listeners will be, but every single industry has their own, like they have groups where you can go and you can go learn and listen to seminars. As attorneys, there's a bunch of stuff that I do, like just being involved in like these different groups. And um, we have a great resource where um, they basically, a group of lawyers will put out books on like how to be an estate planning attorney, how to write a trust, but I'm sure there's a whole bunch of CFP books like and just staying up to date, reading those books, listening to podcasts, um, like in the evening, sometimes you just throw something on, just listen to it and you'll pick up tidbits here and there, but really just trying to stay involved and stay, stay up to date because if you don't, someone's going to bring it up and then you're going to kind of look like you're not prepared in a meeting because someone else is talking about something new and exciting that's going on that you have no idea about. So just reading, listening to podcasts, doing as much as you can. Awesome. I think that's really great advice for them. Do you think in these next five to 10 years for you, what does that look like? So you're passing the bar. So what else is next after that? For you? Yeah, hopefully passing the bar. <laughs> very, very hopeful for that. It's going to be uh, really difficult. But anyways, uh, next five, 10 years is I'm probably going to be doing like very similar stuff to what you and what your colleagues are doing. So it's kind of like, although I graduated from Michigan State back in 2019, um, I only graduated from law school last year. So these next couple uh, years, I'm just gonna be building my personal brand, building my practice, getting involved, like really learning and becoming an expert in what I do. So hopefully in five years, I can really build that aspect of my practice. Um, that's honestly, now that I'm done with school and I'm done studying for the bar, I'm, and then I'm getting more involved in my community, um, some, some of the things that I've been doing that like going in, out and networking, going and volunteering, like that's one of my favorite parts about being like a financial planner or being in the industry is because you get to do and meet so many cool people. And like, I just joined, um, like in my city, I joined, uh, the chamber of commerce and you go out and you just meet folks and sometimes they want your help. Sometimes they want a referral to someone else that you know of, but you're going out and just building things and building your practice, which is great. And so hopefully these next five, 10 years, I'll end up doing that and just really become an expert in what I do. Um, but got to pass that bar exam first. So <laughs> we'll see. Definitely. Gotcha. So going forward, is there any, like looking back, would you give any advice to someone in my shoes in the wealth management program, just for our listeners in general, what advice would you have for them? Um, well, first of all, like rely on your colleagues. I can't emphasize enough um, the people that I graduated with. They were fantastic. They're still some of my best friends to this day now. Um, I only spent one year with them since it started my uh, senior year, and it was 12 people when I graduated. But since then, they have these guys and gals that I graduated with have helped me out so much, not only in deciding on what I want to do with my life and like being just like a shoulder to rely on in terms of um, helping me out, make those decisions, but also like 
um, in my professional career, now I have some people in, in financial planning, some people in insurance that I know that are kind of like at my level. Um, like I said before, uh, I have a guy that's in real estate, um, a whole bunch of different options. But now I have this essentially this team of people that I trust and I know extremely well. And I can reach out to them if I have a question. I can, if I have a client that's like, hey, I got an insurance issue, I could refer them over, over to them because I don't do that stuff. Um, but relying on your peers and your colleagues and your professors is number one advice. Um, every single professor has been fantastic. Um, all my professors I had at Michigan State, I think I, I used to stay after class and just ask them questions about um, my career. And like, I'm like, hey, like, do you think this makes sense? And they gave me their honest advice, which is great. And they, or if you ever want to learn more about a certain topic, your professors will know about that. Your colleagues may know about that. So relying on your peers is great. Um, staying involved, also probably my second point. Um, just try to stay in touch with everyone. Like the reason why I'm here today is because um, I still stay in touch with Professor Schistel. And uh, he's fantastic. Uh, but he invited me back here today, so that was great. But he's also helped me out in like different aspects of my career too. But staying involved and staying in touch with like those folks and like any other folks that you meet um, this next year for students will be, it's weird because everyone kind of moves and you know, the year after I graduated or graduated Michigan State, I was in law school in Detroit. So it was like completely new and like nobody had any sort of experience like I did, but I still had this group of people I could rely on. So just um, keeping in touch with those folks is super important, especially as like those first couple of years when you, after you graduate, is reach out to those people because I mean, like they miss you and I'm sure you miss them. So um, it's just really important when you graduate. Awesome. I think that's awesome advice for our listeners. And David, thank you so much for coming in today. We really appreciate all you had to say, your advice. This is super beneficial and just thank you for taking the time. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. And if you, or if anyone has any questions for me about like maybe my decision going one way versus the other, like feel free to reach out to me. Awesome. Great. Thank you. If you like what you just heard, please like, comment, and share. This is Sarah Kahn, producer of the MSU WMA podcast. MSU WMA, or Michigan State Wealth Management Association, is a student-run organization part of Broad College of Business, located in East Lansing, Michigan. Our mission is to inspire and educate the next generation of financial planners. Thank you for listening on today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please check us out on our channels on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and check us out on our socials at MSUWMA and MSUWMA.com.